What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Startup Show. I'm your host, Adam Vasquez, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican Deacon, a.k.a. the Philly Billy. Nodding silently and politely at my jokes, as always, is my guy, D-Money Rhymes with Honey. Today's episode is going to be slightly different than most of our episodes. So we've been collecting some questions via LinkedIn and Twitter um, regarding the show, podcasts, etc., and so we're going to dive into that, uh, those questions sort of as a mailbag type episode. I, I had already recorded this entire episode and realized it's just way too long. So we're actually just going to, to address the first question today, which is essentially how do we, you know, how we do it? How do you start a podcast? How we um, here at the Startup Show run the Startup Show podcast as well as a few other podcasts for our clients and friends. Um and so we're going to go through both the technical side of things, how we start, how we, you know, stand up a website, what tools we use, what down to the nitty gritty, like what microphone model are we using, et cetera, um, and how we come up with our content and how we recommend others do as well uh, from a creative standpoint. So I'm um, going to try this out, see how this goes. If you guys like this, let us know. Hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter at Adam Vasquez. We've got a couple other uh, segments kind of like this that we, we may add in a couple of times a month if folks enjoy this content. All right, without further ado, let's just dive in. Let's get into it. Hit those beats, yo. All right, so our first question for this mailbag comes from Lauren. And Lauren works at a venture capital firm. We were connected um, through a mutual friend. Uh, she's, she's working at a fund out in L.A. and is asking what it takes what it takes to actually start a podcast. So uh, a little additional context here. Lauren has, they already have a brand in place. They already have a, a obviously legitimate business uh, and model and um, have some content ideas that they've been toying with, but um, just aren't sure exactly how to get the podcast rolling and what the next steps are. So I kind of, we're going to get a little bit into the nitty gritty here. Hopefully this will be helpful, uh, but really we're going to break it down into two areas. There's the technical side and then there's the creative side. And I'm going to do my best to get into um, enough detail without boring you guys on both of these. But if you have additional questions, please reach out as I said, on Twitter or LinkedIn, um, and, uh, and we'd be happy to answer any further questions that you might have. All right, so let's start with the technical side. Um, and let me just couch all this by saying this is how we do it. There's probably a million better ways to do it, this is, but this is how we do it both for our own podcast and some client podcasts that we run. And so, um, uh, so, you know, humble little subtle shout-out. Yes, we make podcasts for other people. If you're interested, hit me up. Um, so let's just dive in. So, so first of all, website. Um, you know, a lot of people when they when they want to start a podcast to go directly to recording or or whatever, and that's fine. Um, but something you might not think about is how you're going to distribute that podcast, you know, into the world. So what we do is we build a WordPress website. D Money is the guy for this. Uh, you know, it could be as simple as a landing page all the way out to a full website. You know, you can check out ours, thestartupshow.us, and in the back of the WordPress uh, website, we use a podcast plugin called Blueberry, B-L-U 
B R R Y. Um, and I will, uh, I'll link that in the show notes, which allows us to basically directly upload the audio file once we have it recorded, uh, and, and push it out through, you know, and, and that takes a little bit of work, the actual pushing it out, but, um, you can, you can ping us with any questions there. And so what we do is upload it one time and it gets pushed out into the variety of podcast networks, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, you know, uh, Anchor, whatever it is, uh, it gets pushed out to all of those. So that's where we start. Um, from there, obviously, you have to capture the sound. And so just sort of building up, if the website is kind of the foundation, the next thing that you'll need is some kind of recording or, or audio capture device. Not, I'm not talking about a microphone, but an actual device to hold the content. Some people use computers. Some people use mixer boards. Um, we've done both of those. But what we recommend is a Zoom recorder, and specifically the H4N Pro. Uh, again, I'll, I'll add this in the show notes as well. There are, there are definitely better recorders that are available and even made by Zoom, um, but this one works for what we need and for what the majority of the people that we work with need. Uh, it's, it's really, it's cost-effective at 200 bucks. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. It's flexible. You know, you can do either in-person interviews with it. You can use it over the phone or, or through a Skype session. And it has multiple inputs. So, you know, if I've got somebody with me sitting next to me, I can plug them directly into the Zoom. I can, you know, do three different people uh, plugged into the, the exact same recorder. Or like this episode, I'm by myself. It has a mono setting where uh, it goes ahead and mixes the sound for me. I don't have to do that directly into the recording device, which is really helpful. It sounds like a, a you know, little technical nerdy thing, but um, as you get into it, you'll see that's super, super helpful. And then really the UI of the device is super easy. Um, Derek is the pro and he handles most of this stuff, but even, you know, me, which I'm extremely inept when it comes to technical things, um, even I can figure it out and I'm using it uh, right now, for instance. So, Definitely record, uh, recommend the H4N Pro as your capturing device. And then when it gets to the microphone, um, this is going to really depend on where you are um, recording, what you're recording, what type of podcast you have. So I'm just going to speak to what we use, um, but obviously uh, there's there's a dozen different microphones you can use you know if you just google search podcast microphones there's so many different opinions i'm just going to tell you what we use so we use the audio technica atr 2100 link below and um and the reason for this is primarily because we record this podcast in a number of situations sometimes we're doing it in our own studio sometimes we are at um, guest offices or um, in transit and then meeting a guest somewhere and so we, we've we've recorded uh, the Sean Nelson episode. If you remember back, we recorded that in a mall during Christmas time, right? So, um, the, what the Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred does is it's a cardioid dynamic microphone, which means I've learned it means that you've got to be really in it and up on it in order for it to record and capture your sound well. So. That's great for us because if it can work very, very well, even in a potentially noisy environment. So other folks, you know, swear by other microphones that uh, are a little bit better and maybe, you know, you don't have to be as close to. Personally, you know, down the road, if, if we end up doing more podcasts that don't require uh, kind of that 
very dynamic microphone, cardioid microphone. There are some other ones that I'd like to play with um, because it, it is a little bit annoying having to be so, so close to this particular microphone. I'll be honest. There are times where I move a lot when I talk. And so, you know, you, you have to make sure that you're staying in the mic and, and that your voice is going directly into it or it doesn't sound great. So do a little research on that. Uh, another product that I have not tried, but I've heard really strong reviews from uh, some really great podcasters like Tim Ferriss and Brian Callen is the Shure SM58LC. It's a similar, it's a, it's a cardioid dynamic microphone as well. And um, I think it's, it, it's a little nicer probably than what we're using here. It's slightly more expensive, but uh, for now, we've been using and very happy with the Audio-Technica ATR2100. So take that for what it's worth. In terms of capturing and editing the podcast, so a lot of times, you know, sometimes you might have people there with you in person. I highly recommend this, especially as you're getting started out. Try to... Um, Try to schedule people who you can actually meet in person and then either go to them or have them come to you and, and sit with them. That just makes for really better dynamic content, especially for you if, if it's an interview style format. It takes a little bit of time to get comfortable asking questions and, and real, just hosting a conversation. And so um, I, I highly recommend you're in person. But over time, if you need to uh, capture a podcast with somebody who isn't in your location. There's a number of different ways that that you could do this. What we've done is we've used a mixture of Uber Conference, Skype, and Zencaster. Uber Conference and Skype, you know, really between those two, it just depends on what the situation is and, and where the person will be recording. So for instance, when we recorded our episode with Gary Vaynerchuk, he was in a cab going to a Knicks game. And so the easiest thing to do was to put up an Uber conference, you know, that way I've got the the sound recorded both by Uber conference as well as on my Zoom recorder because I plugged the phone directly into the recorder. And um and so we've got that backup just in case cuz you're only really going to get one shot with those types of interviews, right? Um Skype is great as well because you can actually see the person's face and and you know, it's not as good as being in person with them, but it does help just to be able to see sort of the context and the nonverbal cues that they might be giving you. So, um prefer that when possible. And then Zencaster is a tool that uh my friend and, and fellow podcaster Leighton Taylor recommended. Leighton is the host of the podcast foundry.fm and uh was nice enough to invite us onto it. And what, it, what what Zencaster does is it allows you to capture the guest's audio on their computer. So, you know, if you're, let's say, Skyping somebody and um, you're having a bad connection for some reason and they, the audio cuts out for just a second, uh, they're capturing that audio on their machine locally and then it uploads to the clouds where you can pull it down and mix it into your audio, which is Great, uh, something new that we're just beginning to play with, but it's really going to enhance the quality, the audio quality of some of our remote podcasts because oftentimes, like, you know, you wouldn't think that, that audio cuts out that often, but you just don't think about it when you're on the phone. It, it really happens pretty frequently. And so just having that backup and that a little bit more clear capture on their machine is really, really helpful. So highly recommend that. And uh, especially when you're able to mix it in with your editing software. So speaking of editing, 
everybody has their favorites. Uh, I'm super, super simple in this regard. I'm probably, I don't know that I'm in the norm here, but I just use Premiere Pro by Adobe to, to edit our podcasts. Um, I feel like it gives me slightly more control on sound levels and music integration, uh, than what I've experienced with some other things that have been marketed as podcast editing apps. And, just to be completely honest, it's just a comfort thing. We use Premiere Pro for our, for video editing that we do for clients and things like that. So it's just an easier transition for us to do our editing for the podcast that way as well um, for what that is worth. Okay, that's the, the technical side of things. So just to recap, website, using the podcast plugin Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. We use the Zoom Recorder, H4N Pro. We use the Audio-Technica ATR2100 as our microphone, and we use some mixture of Uber Conference, Skype, and Zencaster uh, to, to pull the audio in where it is then edited through Premiere Pro. If you guys have any other questions on the technical side of things, Derek is specifically really, really gifted in this area and helps a lot, helps me figure out what tools to use and how to, what the best uh, you know, kind of suite of products is. Um, so shoot me, shoot us an email. You can just email me at adam at stratfire.com or on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever, and uh, we'll, we'll try to help you out as best as we can. So from there, we've got the creative side of things, right? So that's sort of like the tool set. And to, to, to Lauren's original question, she was asking, what do I need in order to start a podcast? And really, my answer to her was, that's all good and well, like that tool set that we just ran through. But if you don't have a creative way in or you don't really know what you're going to be talking about that is leaps and bounds secondary to having a creative way in the the toolkit does not matter nearly as much as the actual content that you're going to discuss so in her case she already did have some creative uh, ideas and, and, and a, a good idea of what she wanted to focus in on um, but for those of you who are thinking about starting a podcast or brainstorming starting a podcast for your brand or for your company or for just your hobby or whatever here are some things that we have walked through with both ourselves and uh, and some clients who we are um, helping with in this area so for, first of all is specificity you need to draw down to the tightest niche possible and then expand from there. Uh, and, and, you know, we didn't do this at first with the startup show. Um, it's kind of evolved, though, and, we, and we've now learned through practice and, and you know, just doing it how important this is. So for us, for instance, we're focused now on providing content that CEOs and, and owners and, you know, upper level marketing and growth leaders who are leading companies that do at least $1 million to $25 million in annual revenue a year would be interested in. Okay. So super, super specific. <laughs> I'll say it again. It's, it's CEOs, marketing leaders, owners, et cetera, leading companies who are doing $1 to $25 million a year in revenue. What is the content that is specifically um, applicable to those folks, right? And Largely, they are interested in hearing from other leaders who are in their exact same position, leading similar types of companies, and, and hearing stories, tips, strategies, etc., on how to grow those sorts of companies. If you haven't noticed the economy right now, like we are very much in a growth mode. Everybody's trying to figure out how to grow. And so this is the niche that 
for now, we have decided to really hone in on and to focus on. So you'll notice there's a couple things there. It's it's a very specific and measurable um, target for us, one to twenty-five million dollars. It's attainable. That's that that's you know realistic for us to be able to track down folks who are within that target, um, and it's relevant and it's timely, right? Growth is huge right now. It's it's what everybody. It's the first thing on everybody's mind. Everybody's trying to figure out what the next growth movement is, or how they can get their company to the next level. So it's a very relevant and timely goal as well. And so that's a that's a little acronym I learned from one of my mentors, Gene Delibro. And so it's the just you know think of your podcast, think of the goals for the podcast as smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And so uh, that is how we specifically try to draw in our niche. Your niche may be entirely different. Your niche may be, um, you know, we have a, we have a friend and, and now a client who is working specifically on outdoor fishing podcasts, right? He only talks about fishing, um, whether that be fishing trips, fishing stories, fishing adventures, etc. And his podcast is blowing up because people want that super, super niche content. So... If you're a marketer, you know, what is it within marketing that you're going to be talking about? If you're a football player, you, you know, are you breaking down plays week to week? Are you talking about what happens in the locker room off the field? Are you talking about, um, you know, the, the types of padding people wear to, to avoid concussions, whatever. Get really, really honed in, figure out what it is that your niche is, and then begin to draw circles outside of that. Once you've got that, once you've got your thing, you have to decide what kind of format you're going to have, right? So are you going to do an interview type show like ours primarily is? Are you going to do a narrative driven show um, or even like a research and study format that might be a little bit more of a, uh, you know, more of an entertainment type show? So let me give you a couple of examples of each. Interview shows, this show is is typically an interview type show. Another one that you should check out and listen to is the uh, B2B growth show by a uh, friend of this show, James Carberry. James is the CEO of Sweetfish Media. He's been on this podcast previously. And his interview style show is really what I think of as a great prototype for folks to follow when they're trying to come up with their podcast. It's very, very specific, short, sweet, to the point, and uh, James does a great job of getting out meaningful insights in a very concise fashion while he's interviewing. So if you're interested in that type of podcast, check that out. If you're trying to do more of a narrative format, and I'm not even sure narrative is the right word, but essentially a thematic format. So um, you're interested in Let's just say you're, you're interested in the psychology of children and how they work best in groups. Okay, so that's what your podcast is about. And so maybe one episode is about how, how, how great kids work in the outdoors, right? There's a school here in Chattanooga where they, they only extends exclusively are outside all the time. And so you're going to do a study on the outdoors effects on children's psychology and learning. You're probably going to have some interview elements to that, but you're also going to have just your opinion and what you've studied and what you've researched and how you, uh, what you believe about that topic, right? And I think a great example of this is Jocelyn K. Glay, also a uh, former guest on this show, friend of the show. She has the podcast, the hit podcast, the Hurry Slowly podcast, uh, which is really exploded over the last year. She just wrapped up season one, I believe. Um, but hers is a great example of <clears throat> the the type of podcast that's a little bit more narrative 
based. It She's got a theme or a topic that she's talking about on each episode. And an interview with someone often is a part of that. Um, but she gives her own commentary and opinions as well. So that's something to check out if you're if you're interested in that format. And then there's the research um, or or storyline type format. There are so many examples of this. Malcolm Gladwell's uh, podcast, the Revisionist History podcast, the Rework podcast by the team at Basecamp, um, to me falls into this type of idea where they've done a lot of research. There are some interviews, there are some uh, anecdotes, things like that, but they have used their experience as well as their research to talk about a given subject and to give advice on that subject. Uh, so check that out if you're interested in that. My my recommendation is to pick one of these lanes, whether it be interview narrative or research, and really stick with it for the first, um, you know, many podcasts. And the reason for this is is a couple. First of all, your audience doesn't know who you are probably, or if they do, they don't know you within the context of a podcast. So they need to be able to get a feel for who you are and what you're doing as a host or as a narrator or as a creator, etc. So sticking with a similar format allows them to do that in a comfortable way and to, to make a connection with you as, as the host, which is really, really important when you're building a following. Um, secondly, bringing on guests, if that's a part of your format or a part of your equation is much easier when you can tell them, yeah, I have an interview type, you know, show and I'm trying to bring on folks to talk about X. Um, uh, when it's a hodgepodge of, of creative formats, sometimes it's tough for them to know what their role is. We ran into this a little bit early on with the startup show where folks didn't know if they were supposed to tell their story, if they were supposed to dish on, you know, growing companies, if they were supposed to give their opinions on marketing. And and frankly, I didn't know. I wasn't doing a good job of um, of leading them. But when you have a specific format, it helps your guests uh, better perform while they're on the show with you. And then lastly, the last thing to think about, so we've already talked about for a recap, specificity in, in creative. We've talked about the format. And then lastly, obviously, the content. You know, you need to do your homework. Something that um, Derek and I talk about regularly is just the amount of work that goes into uh, a podcast prior to the actual production. If, if I'm doing an interview podcast with someone and if there is existing content about them or from them on the internet, I'm consuming all of that. So... I'm just going to let that sit for a second. Like I'm, I'm going to listen to every podcast that they do. I'm going to allow, let read every article that they've written. If they've got books, um, I'm at least going to read a good portion of every book. I mean, I'd like to get to the point where I'm reading every book that they've written. And um, only a handful of our guests have written more than one book. But yeah, I'm trying to do all of that because I want to know, I'm going through their Twitter feed. One of my favorite things to do is to go, several years back into their Twitter feed and see what they were talking about a couple of years ago. And obviously not, this isn't to like embarrass them or bring up a, 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 you know, embarrassing tweet from the past, but more so just to really understand who this person is, what interests them, you know, where their narrative has been over the past several years and guests appreciate that. You know, if you're making a, a show and you have taken the time to find figure out who this person is and you bring up, you reference something great that they did four years ago, um, that means a lot. And that brings them comfort and it shows that you're truly interested in what they have to say as a guest. So 
prepare, prepare, prepare. Pretend like you are, you know, a football player or an athlete or whatever, and it's your job to study the film and it's your job to prepare for the test. And it's, you know, take it seriously. If you're gonna if you're gonna take the time to ask people to listen to your podcast, if you're gonna take the time to ask people to be on your podcast, um, do the work up front so that your content reflects it on the backside. Get started. Okay, hopefully that was helpful to you guys. Like I said, that was just question number one uh, of the of the mailbag that we received. And so we've got two other questions that we may uh, continue to make small segments about, one being how to grow your audience on LinkedIn and Twitter uh, for your podcast specifically, and the second being when should I monetize? So let me know if you guys enjoy this episode, if it was helpful. Um, let us know. Give us a shout. We will uh, we'll go ahead and publish those other ones as as you guys would like, um, and uh, and we'll kind of go from there. If you enjoyed this episode, help a brother out. Give me a, give us a five star review when you get a chance. We're nearly to fifty reviews on Apple Podcasts, and um, like I said, I've been saying we're gonna do something fun when we get there. Just get get us there, you know, and then we'll we'll surprise with the fun stuff. So. Um, there's my podcast advice. If you guys are looking, how do we do it? How do we make a great podcast? Give us a five-star review and it will all come together. I promise. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, we'll be back soon. And in the meantime, let's get started.